the enemy has done things to us. Like a commercial, it comes to our mind. We see certain things and it reminds us of that. We react a certain way. It reminds us. I know I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Some of y'all are paying for stuff that somebody else did in your life, but the other person don't know it. It had nothing to do with you leaving the toilet seat up. Nothing to do with the shoes being left. Sometimes through things right now, it triggers other things, and you go back. The book of Philippians says, I'm forgetting those things which are behind me. Here's the thing, church. This is what you got to do now. Forgetting don't mean you dismiss it from your mind. Forgetting means you take the sting out of the hurt and the pain. So it came to pass when they had bought them outside that he said, escape for your life. Do not look behind you nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Then Lot said to, him, to them, Please know, my Lord, indeed now your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life, but I cannot escape to the mountains lest some evil overtake me and I die. See now this city near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Please let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said to him, See, I have favored you concerning this thing also. In that I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zar. The sun had not risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zor. Then the Lord rained fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of heavens. So he overthrew the cities, all the plains, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. But his wife looked back behind him and she became a pillar of salt. I want y'all to look at verse 26 again. But his wife looked back behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Can we pray for just a second right now? Holy Spirit of God, I thank you right now that you have allowed us to gather here together to hear your word. Not hear me, but hear your word. Hide me behind the veil. Speak through these lips of clay, O oh Lord. Give thy people a word from heaven, O oh Lord, that they may hear from you, God. These people have woken up tired, and some have got up frustrated, and some have got up in torment, O oh Lord. But some have woken up, Lord, knowing in their heart they need to hear a word from you, God. As it was said earlier, Lord, sometimes we can only be alone with you, Lord, and hear from you, Lord. I pray today, O oh God, in the awesome name of Jesus, that you give us your word. In your son's name, amen. Amen. Wow. What now? A little while ago, in all, uh, back on December the 28th, my dad passed away. And, and, and in going through that, 
right now and all. I, I had accepted the, the, that, that fact that, that, that my father w was gone. He had died and, and, and he, he was gone. And, and I, he would no longer be, be, be there with me. I would no longer be able to go and visit him and talk to him and sit down. But my dad was suffering from uh, what they called dementia and he also had, had Parkinson's. Well, you know, it's a funny thing right now and all. Well, while at the funeral right now and all, and while sitting on the front row and all, I begin to, to, to meet people from, from, from all over, from New Jersey and Florida, who were relatives of mine and relatives of my dad and all. And they were so amazed by the fact that I look almost identical to my dad at my age. One lady that I didn't even know right now and all, her daughter had brought me to her and all, and she said, um, um, Mom, do you know who this is right now? And she said, of course I know who that is. He looked just like his daddy. <laughs> so I began to just, just wonder right now, you know, that, that, that in, in reflecting and, and looking at it, I'm, I'm looking like my dad, but how much of my dad do I have in me? How much of my, and, and so then, while, while I was thinking about that right you now, you know, the enemy spoke to my ear. The enemy started coming to my mind. There was something that came to my mind right now, you know, that really kind of gripped me for just a moment right now, you know. My dad suffered from dementia and had Parkinson's. Would that happen to me? You know, for a minute there, I thought that for a minute, but I had to come to grips with myself and rebuke the devil and say, devil, you're a liar. You use a liar. You you use a liar. You you will not have place. You know, sometimes in life right now, you know, that's sometimes what we go through because somebody else going through certain things. We think we're gonna go through it, and and they got this thing right now, and they call you know they call it inherited or it's in your bloodline. You ain't finna put that on me because somebody else in my family went through. Don't mean I got to go through it either. You, because somebody else got, got tied up in something don't mean I got to get tied up. Now, I do believe in curses right now, you know, and I do believe in generational curses, and I also believe in soul ties, but I don't believe that you can have something put on you unless you accept it. The Bible teaches us, he said, take no thought. Take. Take means that you got to accept what comes your way. I mean, so, so I don't take everything lightly. You're not just going to put nothing on me. I'm not just going to accept everything that's been told to me or spoken at me that I'm going to be a certain place. You know, because I really believe in this right here. You know, there's always escape in Christ. Amen. The Bible says any man be in Christ. He's a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things become new. That means that right now, you know, even though I was bound and I had some things happen to me in the past right now, you know, some of those chains can be broken. Amen. I don't have to go around right now at all living in my past. I don't have to go around uh, being tormented by my past because you can get out. One of the things right now, and I read in your ears very earlier, the angels told Lot and his wife, said, escape for your life. Escape means that you break in the chains of what had you bound. That means that you no longer a fugitive to your past. That means that you no longer tormented by your past. Escape with or for your life. See, some of y'all right now, you know, y'all just didn't come to Christ, but y'all came out of some things. Everybody in here got something that they was broken out of. Everybody in here got something that, 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 that God came, brought you through. See, you really right now, you know, when you see the person on your left and the person on your right, they're really an ex-man or an ex-woman. Because all of us got some exes in our lives. Some of us were ex-liars, ex-alcoholics. Well, some of us was exes, y'all know, y'all know, ex-these, y'all know. We all done something in our life. No, the perfect person right now, you, know, you ain't going to find him until you go to heaven. Amen. I have been in churches right now and all where they said, well, that church wasn't for me. No, it wasn't for you because when you walked in, it became the worst church in the world. <laughs> Amen. See, we all got something. So you can't look at somebody else and say, how could you or how could that? Everybody got something that they wish never happened. You know, just like Job said, I, I couldn't wait till the morning come because what I had gone through in this torment, I wish it was. See, everybody got something. That they have dealt with, are facing, or a fear right now. Everybody got something. 
Sometimes right now and all, our reactions tell what kind of fear we got in our lives. Because, because we, 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 we all have faced fear. Well, well, anyway, the angel told them, escape with your life. Escape, escape. That, the, you know, it, it's, a, it's a very peculiar word, especially in the Hebrew right now. And all, because escape means, the, the, in, in, in the Hebrew, that, that, that means that, here's, here's what it means, one word. In it. it means indignations to re- retreat from unpleasant realities through diverse fantasies. See, sometimes right now, the devil is real tricky right now. He uses your past against you. Yeah, you know, the Bible says that he, the angel told Lot them to escape and don't look back. Very interesting. Now, I'm a student of the Bible right now. And all. I, don't, I don't just, I don't, you don't look back. Because now, if you look in, in, in the book of Ecclesiastics, chapter number 3, and around verse 13 and 14, it says a very interesting, very, very interesting thing. I, I'm going to go right there right quick because I want you to understand. It says something very interesting in it. It says, I know that whatsoever God does, it shall be forever. Now notice that. What God does, it's, it'll be forever. What God does, it'll be forever. See, what you do, it might not last. <laughs> you know, but if God does, it might, see, see, your words might not mean nothing, but when God speaks through you, you know, it means a lot. Amen. See, see, some of y'all right now, you know, there is what's known as an as a inclination or, or from the what we call an epiphany right now. And what that really means in the Hebrew, what it means was when something bypasses your mind, your thoughts, and goes right directly into your spirit, and you speak it and not even know where it came from. Kind of like Peter on the boat when he said, Thou art the Christ, and Jesus referred back. Flesh and blood didn't tell you that. Only my Father, which is in heaven, could have told you. See, sometimes right now, now God puts somebody on your mind and tells you to go pray for him, and you don't know where it comes from. But you, you, you're so excited and so scared sometimes and so wonderful, and, and it's amazing that he used you. Like, you'd be trembling and all, and say, I don't know where that came from. Well, you don't have to know where it came from. It came from God. <laughs> it came from God. Sometimes right now, God will lead you and, and prompt you to go give somebody a word. And you don't, I don't know where it came from, sister. I'm just telling you what God told me to tell you. You, you, Don't worry about where it came from. It came from God. See, I'm amazed right now and all how we pray and ask God to use us, and then when he uses us, we get shocked. We get surprised. I am amazed right now and all of the giftings that God put in us, and then when he exact that gift or requires that gift and all, we get shocked. We get surprised. I'm amazed. I had no problem right now at all being used by God in a church, especially on Sunday morning. I didn't think God would use me on Monday, walking in Walmart or down the street. I really didn't. You know, so, so when people, when, when, when the Holy Spirit will speak to me in places right now and tell me to do something, I wouldn't do it. No. Because we only conform the anointing to church. And God uses you and wants to use you mightily. And in fact, I have realized right now and all, if God wanted me to make money, he would have put me in that position. But sometimes you're a seed on your job. Sometimes he got you there for a reason. Sometimes he got you there because you got the favor on your life and he's using you to sustain the job. You leave, it might go down. You walk away and all, it might go down. But he says something here very clearly. He says, nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. Big God does it that men should fear before him. That which is has already been. And what is to be has already been. God requires an account of what is past. You want to know your future? Look in the past. Your past can tell you a lot about your future. Keep that in mind. So now, in the book of, back to Genesis, y'all don't have to turn there, I'll go there. In the book of Genesis right now, he tells them to escape with your life. Escape for your life. And when you leave, don't look back. So they were taking off, they were running, and they were going. 
And while they were running and they were going right now and running and escaping all, the Bible says his wife looked back behind him. When I begin to study right now and all, and I got hung up right there and all, because sometimes right now and all, the past is only designed to chart your future. Your past is a thermometer that tells you where you're at in life right now. That's what it does. It, it charts your future. Your past is only to push you into your future. But the Bible didn't say she looked back because he was running behind them. Because if you read the story very, very closely right now and all, Lot was behind them. The reason being, Lot realized I'm not as fast as I used to be. <laughs> they were in his daughters and wife were in front. Running. That's why he told him, don't send me to that place there because I'm too slow. I'm swift. Now, some of y'all right now, y'all might not, y'all laughing, but I know it's true. You ain't fast as you used to be. Amen. You know, there are times right now, you, you, some of y'all used to jump up out of bed. Now you just roll out. Hey, amen. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, Pastor, I know, I know you can relate to this right now. I remember right now and all hanging off roofs right now and all. You know, I, I remember doing crazy stuff. I'm glad Eli not here right now and all, because she'll probably remember when I said that right now. When I fell off a roof right now and all, and I was hurt so bad right now and all, and I wasn't, didn't want to be embarrassed in front of Byron and, and uh Brandon right now. And all, I jumped right up off the ground right now and all like I wasn't even hurt, but oh God, Jesus that night. <laughs> Ooh. And then them two jokers with they tattletale and stuff, they got home and told their mama. <laughs> and yes, I was hurt. And she asked me, she, so you fell off a roof. <laughs> and and it was, but but I learned now to be a little bit more careful. Because I'm not as young as I used to be. And stuff heals longer now, or take longer to heal than it used to. You know, right now, sometimes if you ain't careful, you turn too fast, you hurt yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You'll get there, Zach. You'll get there. But Lot wasn't as fast. He didn't move like. And the Bible says, she looked behind him. She didn't look at him, but she looked behind him. See, that's the thing about your path. Some of you in here are behind right now on your calling. Some of you are behind on your gift because you're looking behind where you should be. And where you're supposed to be a movement, now you become a monument. You're stuck. You stuck in the same place. That's why you keep seeing the same thing over and over again. You keep dealing with the same because you were supposed to be a movement, but now you're a monument. You're just right there. You can't go farther. You can't move to the side because you're stuck in the same place. You're supposed to be moving, but no, you want to look back. Why are you looking back when the only righteous man in the city is with you? You know why she was looking back? Because of them things and that stuff. One of the things, like, the Bible says she looked behind. The word behind in the Hebrew means to become a back or taken aback. Or another word for it is to be to lauder in hindrances. That's what your past does. It keeps you bound in hindrances. It keeps you, it keeps you in the back. It keeps you back there. You know, it, it, it keeps you back. One of the things right now, though, about the past right now, though, that it does, when, whenever you go there, or, or you get stuck in the past right now, though, it brings torment. It brings anger. It brings frustration. It brings hunger. See, the Bible tells us, as we go, go, to, go to the next scripture, I want you to go to Exodus chapter number 14. 
It is possible for you to be delivered, but your mind not be delivered. It's possible for you to be out of a situation, but your mind is still in the situation. I don't mean to get on this right now and all, but one of the things right now and all, the problem we got right now, while our nation is so divided right now and all, because you got some that are up way ahead and then some that are stuck in the past. And them two are starting to collide. This group want their rights. That group want their rights. This group against that group. That group against them. And all of them talking about this group and that group and what my father's and for. And, and it's, it's colliding. And we're suffering for it. Leadership is no longer leadership. But it's who's the most popular. Who got the best agenda. Who can push the narrative the most. And we are suffering. We are suffering. In Exodus, I want you to read Exodus chapter number 14. Right quick, right quick. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13, 14. Israel had been in bondage by powerful nations, the Egyptians. The Egyptians had perfected everything right now. They had had perfected everything, perfected their marketing strategies. They had perfected building right now. The the Egyptians had had perfecting, the the methods of embalming right now and all were so intrigued right now and all to this very day right now and all. We got men that have, and and people that have been dead for over 4,000 years right now and yet their bodies are still preserved. We are perfected. We, you know, we, we were intrigued by, 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 by Israel. I mean, the Egyptians and their superpower. They were a powerful nation. But a Pharaoh died. The second Pharaoh died. The Bible says, who did not know Joseph. He didn't know Joseph. And he became afraid of the Israelites right now. Because the Bible said, the more they afflict them, the more they grew. Think about that. The more they afflict them, the more they grew. Sometimes right now, no, if the enemy had known the trouble that he had brought in your life right now and the things that he had done to you, he would have left you alone. Because sometimes right now, the more you went through, the better you got. You know, some, sometimes right now, the more he tried to bring weakness in your life, the stronger you got. Now, sometimes look at, we can look at things as being very bad and very hurt. But the more they, he said, the more they afflict them, the more they grew. And then they said the Egyptians became afraid of them. Because look like when they tried to kill them over here, they grew more over there. <laughs> Isn't it amazing right now how God does it? Sometimes when the enemy thinks he cuts you off over here, you do better right now. now. Sometimes right now you got fired over here and all, but the job you got was better than the one you had. It's amazing right now and all. Sometimes right now and all, God will take a man out of your life to bring a man in your life to treat you like God wants you to be treated. See, he's bad. You know, Jesus, Jesus is a bad fellow. He's bad. And so they started afflicting him. And the Bible says the Egyptians started to cry out to God. See, now let me tell you something right now. Even though Egypt was powerful and Egypt was awesome right now, but don't mess with a child of God. Mm-hmm. God, and see, because see, the fight would not be with flesh and blood. The fight would not be with weapons of war right now, but God fight dirty, y'all. Y'all, y'all see how God, you know God bad and fight dirty. What kind of, think about it. God didn't fight with weapons. He fought with frogs. You know that's an awesome thing right there. Come on now. See, you don't know how, you, how to fight. See, you messing with me. You don't know what's going to happen to you. You might be riding down the road and your stern wheel just come off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, messing with a child of God, a praying person, you don't know. You don't know. See, see God, you know, God, he didn't fight with weapons. He, didn't, he fought with frogs, locals. You know, God fought with lice. God, God's so awesome in his fight right now and all that you have. He fought him with darkness. Now, that's a bad God. Fight you with darkness? The Bible said that the darkness was so thick and heavy, they could feel it. Now, that's dark, y'all. That the dark is so dark that you can feel it? That's dark. But the children of Israel had light. 
This ain't no just just no no any kind of light. This ain't candles and 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 and, and um, Georgia Power and Okay for Nokia. No, no, this is divine light. See, it's amazing. See, sometimes right now, you know, people trying to figure you out, but they can't figure it out. See, they don't know how you making it, so they just guess at it. Amen. So some people they can't, but it's not nothing to do with you. It's the light of God in you. It's God, it's God and his light right now. It's the light of God. You know, it's a funny thing right now, you know. I, I, I'm a, I, I thank God for our blessings, and I know that we are blessed right now, you know. But I haven't spent none of my money yet. I can't. Not live the way I live. <laughs> I can't. The tithe is what gets me through. See, see if you was to try to live the way you, without God, off of what you do, you will be broke all your life. But God knows how to bless and take, 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 give me 10, and I'm going to give you 110 back. Now, now that's better than the, all, most of the banks out there, you know. Way better. But, but, but he, he does that. He's, he, that's how God fights for you. And God fought for Israel. He stood up for Israel. And he bought Egypt out. I mean, he bought the Israelites out with vast wealth. But while they were going out, the Bible says they heard Pharaoh and his 600 chariots coming behind them. And there's no greater fear than to have something you got out of to be coming after you again. There's no greater fear to, to, to have something that you got out of and God delivered you from and all, to have it come back after you again. And they became afraid. And let's pick it up. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today. You shall see again. No more forever. There are some things in your life right now and all will not bother you after the day. Ever again. Never again. There's some stuff you going on and you got going on. It will after the day, it will not bother you ever again. So he says here, the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel. To go forth. One translation have it. Keep it moving. One of the things that I learned right now and all, especially over these last five years, right now, never answer a critic. Never answer a critic. Because I found out something about critics and people that criticize you and talk about you. They ain't doing nothing. I'm just serious. People that talk about you, they're not doing anything. Nobody talks about somebody who's not doing nothing. They talk about people who are doing something. Never answer a critic. A voice always needs a voice. Never answer a critic. Never give anybody the satisfaction of knowing that, he, that they either hurt your feelings or knowing that they got one up on you, but never answer a critic. People that that, that criticize and people, they're not doing nothing. They're, they're not doing anything. If I look at it like this right here. I got a PhD in walking away. I am good at it. I'll walk away in a minute. I'll walk away and not tell you I'm walking away. Because I'm good at it. I'll walk. If you are not contributing to this life, if you are not making a contribution to my spirituality and my well-being, I'm walking away. I'm walking away because I don't have time right now and all for negative, negativism. 
I don't want a glass of your haterade. Because that's what all it is. Never answer a critic. Never clap back. Never, you know, you know I'm, I'm amazed, and it's funny to me, I see these social media wars, you know. People going at it. People don't even know each other to be fighting and arguing about stuff that ain't, neither one of them know what they're talking about. Never answer a critic. Never answer a critic. So, so he says, move. Keep going forward. You know, David said something very interesting in Psalm 23. He said, yea, do I walk through the valley and the shadow of death. In other words, even though I'm in the valley, I got to keep it moving. Even though I'm in a dark place right now, I got to keep moving. Even though right now, you know, things are happening and things are coming against me and I'm up on attack, keep it moving. Don't ever stop. Keep moving. Keep moving. Me and my wife, uh, many, many years ago, made a pact that we would never let nothing come between us. But the enemy never sleeps because nothing is off limits to the devil. That joker will fight everything. If he's, if, if he's not in the wife, he's in the husband. He's not in the husband and the wife, he's in the children. He's not in the children, he's in the finances. He's not in the finances, he's in the home. He's not in the home, he's in the in-laws. He's not in the in-laws, he's on the job. He's not on the job right now, he's in the grocery store because they put your canned goods and your eggs in the same bag and then your eggs got broke, now you're mad. See, see, you, you know, the devil doesn't fight fair. Sometimes he'll even come to church right now and all. You know, he'll come to church every now and then right now because, oh man, you know, it's amazing how we get into little tits and tats over stuff that don't even really matter and yet both of you are hurting. Both of you are hurting. Never let anything separate you from the love of God. And, and, and when I'm saying that, never let anything separate. Don't ever let something get so into your head right now. And all, it causes you to draw your attention away from God. Because that's what the devil is designed to do. That's what he's designing everything to do. That's why sometimes he attacks early. He don't just attack when you get older. and you get, No, no, he attacks early. Some of us right now are battling things that in our childhood. And we are adults right now. And all. The scripture says, when I was a child. I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. But when I became, notice when, that means time. When I became a man, I put away childish things. You have a whole bunch of grown men, <laughs> bodies, with little boys on the inside. Trapped in childhood issues, but you're an adult. I was sharing with my wife this morning right now, as we was getting ready to come to church, and one of the things we would share, I said, you know what? I've learned something that women are relators. When they're talking right now, they're relating. They're sharing. That's what, that's what they do. They're sharing. Now, to some, it might be gossip, but no, they're sharing, because women are relators. They share. They do. They open up. They talk to one another. Men, we protect our egos. The fish wasn't nothing but this big. But by the time you finished telling the story, man, it was like that right there, about to pull the boat over. You broke your rod. You couldn't even get him in there. The fish wasn't nothing but like that. See, we tell, we, we, it's about impressing, competitive. But women, they, y'all know I'm going somewhere. They, 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 they relate. Nothing more than I can't stand than a gossiping man. A man that gossips. So me and my wife, she was sharing that this morning, and she looked at me and she said, you know what, me too. A gossiping man. A man that just talk about people's business when it's none of your business. <laughs> but we'll talk like they know. Hey man, what you heard? I ain't heard nothing. But well, this is what I heard. Really. <laughs> really. <laughs> Some of us don't want to hear mess. We want to stay out of 
stuff. Because the only thing it does is drag you back into your past. That's what it does. It drags you back into your past. Now, 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 now Moses told them, stand still. Be stable. The Bible says, be, 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 be stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. Everything's not going to go your way. So don't get mad and leave because things are not going your way. Hang around right now and your blessing coming. Because it's not your time today, no mean it's not going to be your time tomorrow. But I haven't been in churches where folk got it mad and left and all because somebody sung their song. Oh, Jesus. I've been in, been in ministries right now and all to where because you wasn't the speaker right now. And all, you, know, you know, I learned something about leadership right now and all. This is one thing I learned about leadership. If you can't take out the trash, you can't lead. That's the first qualification right now and all. You want, you want to lead? Here come a trash bag, a rake, and a mop. <laughs> now let's see you lead. That's the tell all. That's the tell. You, have y'all ever noticed God put Moses on the backside of the wilderness and he meets a woman who is taking care of her father's sheep, so he starts doing that. Moses was really the first pastor. Moses learned how to pastor and lead God's people from being in the wilderness. See, here's my point. Sometimes right now and all, the things that you go through right now and all are not just because they're horrendous to you, but they're preparing you for a greater call down the road. They're preparing you for something greater down the road. So right now and all, if you've got rebellious children, just hug them and love them. Because <laughs> that might be a great man or a great woman someday. That, 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 that could be. You know, I, I learned right now and all. I used to be so angry. Yeah, it was anger. Frustrated. Trying to get my, my, my son to do what I wanted them to do. And I call it right. Y'all know we, how we are as fathers. Especially saved fathers. You know, because if to our children, we've been saved all our lives. Until they meet some of your relatives. And they start telling them about you. Amen. You know, and, and but, but, but when the Lord brought it to my attention, he's not going to change until he wants to change. You can want change all you want for a person. But if that person don't want to change, they're not going to change. They become better at what they do, but they're not going to change until they get ready to change. So instead of just talking and fussing at him, I start loving him. I start loving him. I start embarrassing him by kissing him. Boy, you're going to be all right. Daddy, stop that. Boy, you're going to make it. I started telling him what he was going to be and who he's going to be. Speaking it over him because, and I realized the, the things that he used to bother me, they don't bother me no more. I start counting down. Me and my wife had the pleasure a few years ago of meeting a guy by the name of John Avanzini in a, in a, in a financial biblical uh, conference. We, we met him by the name of John Avanzini. And John Avanzini said that he had, I think he said he got four daughters. And he loved his daughters and his daughters had, two of them had grandchildren. And said they used to come home right now, you know, and, 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 and from traveling and be, and be tired. But yet he'd have a house full of people. And said him and his wife were sitting on the side of the bed one day, you know. And he said, he told his wife, he said, baby, you know what we need? We need to sow a seed. She said, for what? He said, for son-in-laws. I got to thinking, I need to get me an offering together because I need me another daughter-in-law. <laughs> Go with me right quickly to the book of Isaiah, and that'll be our last one. Go to Isaiah chapter number 43. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. 
Are you there? He says here, do not remember the former things, nor consider things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, as I was studying this scripture right now and all, I began to think about a nation called Dubai. Dubai. And they got a little place on the outside of it called Abu Dhabi. And around there, they got what they call the United Emirates, these countries right now. But I began to think about Dubai. Dubai just started existing around 51, 50, 51 years ago. But as I began to study Dubai and look at Dubai, how it was birthed out of the wilderness, <laughs> Dubai has no poverty. Dubai has no unemployment. Dubai has no homelessness. Dubai right now and all is one of the poorest people, the wealthiest place in the world. And I began to wonder like, wow, in 51 years, God, you did this. You did this in 51 years. Nothing is impossible with God. And he said that, that do not remember the former things, nor consider things of old. Why do we keep looking back? The Bible means, when it says remember, the word remember is the, is the Hebrew word, which means to recall or recant. And the word recant in Hebrew means to add up. We start looking at the bad things in our past and we start adding them up. You know, I, I remember when he left. I remember what they did. I remember how this happened. And, I remember, and, and, and as you begin to do this right here, now, you start remembering, you start going back. And every time you remember something or recall something, you take a step back. You, you, you take a step back. And the journey to get back forth is much harder. But then you remember again. And you take a step back. And you take a step back. And once you begin to get so far out, the Bible says, Wherefore he that thinketh he stand, take heed, lest he fall. There is no temptation that is common unto man, such that God is not faithful, but with the same temptation will allow a way of escape. The problem is, do you take the way or do you stay there? James says something like this right here and all. Let no man say that when he's tempted, for he's tempted of God. For God does not tempt any man with evil. For every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust. See, here's what the enemy does. He gets you away. He pulls you so far out. And then when he gets you out there, he got you because you can't get back the same way. And that's what the past does. The past drags you back to being a fugitive and a slave to that mentality. So when he says remember, remember it deals with the mind. That's what the enemy controls, the mind. He gets you to think a certain way. I don't like her. Why you don't like her? I just don't. But what's she done to you? Nothing. I just don't like her. That's how we think. We, we think like, so, so we get stuff in our mind. And when we get things in our mind, the enemy controls us. He controls us. I was at a, a, a church and a brother gave a testimony of how he used to be physically abusive to his wife when he got drunk. 
the alcohol, physically abusive. And then later on, he got delivered and gave. But he told a story of how they lived on a house on stilts, or what they call it, a loft, what, what a house that we call a loft. And he came home one day, he was drunk. And he was going up the steps. And as he was going up the steps, she was getting ready to throw some water out. She didn't know he was out there. In his mind, it was hot grease. So he said as he got up the steps and she went to throw the water out there and didn't see him, he just yelled. And the water hit him and he fell from the top steps all the way down to the bottom. He said he never drunk another look after that anymore. And to this day, he said that's still in his mind. The enemy has done things to us. Like a commercial, it comes to our mind. We see certain things and it reminds us of that. We react a certain way. It reminds us. I know I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Some of y'all are paying for stuff that somebody else did in your life, but the other person don't know it. Sometimes you're taking things out on him. Sometimes you're taking things or her because of her or him, and they don't even know it. It had nothing to do with you leaving the toilet seat up. Nothing to do with the shoes being left. Sometimes through things right now, it triggers other things. And you go back. The book of Philippians says, I'm forgetting those things which are behind me. Here's the thing, church. This is what you got to do now. Forgetting don't mean you dismiss it from your mind. Forgetting means you take the sting out of the hurt and the pain. Tomorrow and today came, even though you woke up tired, even though you woke up frustrated, even though you woke up in pain, even though you woke up uh, uh, damaged, even though you woke up hurting, even though you woke up not feeling your best right now and all, tomorrow and today still came. Here's the point. There's nothing you can do about your past. You cannot stop time from moving on. And you cannot be stopped from moving on when you move in God's time. Nothing in your past can hurt you when you move in Christ. That's what you do now. That's what's going on now. You are in now, not in yesterday. Your past cannot define your future. Your mistakes don't define you. Yeah, I made some mistakes. And if you ain't careful and get a magnifying glass and hire FBI to come to my house, you'll see me make some today. Yeah, I, I faltered, but I know I'm walking with Christ now. And he covers all my mistakes. He covers all my sin. You know, Casey, in, a, in, a, in, a, in her dissertation the other night and all, gave a thing on conflict. And Casey brought out a point right now and all that I had to say it is so true. She said, you could be 99% right and 1% wrong, and God still holds you accountable because of that 1%, that 1%. I worked in, in a certain job, you know, the way we do certain things right now and all, lead the country, go do whatever, 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 you know, and I'm having fun sometimes, you know. I don't look at it as a job, I just look at it as a minister. But anyway, right now and all, I took a I, I was taking an individual somewhere, and man, he was acting up, cutting up. I mean, he was acting up. He was acting, my granddad would say, boy, he was cutting a monkey. He was acting up. And so, I did, I, you know, hey, man, come on, man, chill, man, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. But I was getting upset. I got angry. 
But keep in mind, the Bible says, be angry. Sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Need to be, in other words, the Bible says, when he said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, I mean, don't, don't put it in the meditation. See, some of us right now, you go to bed angry, and you dream anger. You think about it. See, see, it's dangerous, right? See, a person that tells you, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that right now, they ain't going to do nothing. They just talking. But if that joker get quiet, be careful when you're getting in your car in the morning because he might be on it. <laughs> quiet people are dangerous people. Amen. Quiet people are very dangerous people. So I said to the guy, he was getting very angry and very hostile. And I just looked at him. I, I looked him right in his eye. He's about six foot three. And he was doing stuff at me. I just looked at him. And I said, And really, I wasn't scared. <laughs> but I got in the truck, and I thought about it. I got so convicted. I provoked him. I escalated. The only thing I had to do was keep quiet. But I escalated. And God convicted me of that. So in my repentance... The only thing I could think about was a little video I saw. The lady was disciplining her child. And the child, every time he got ready to say something, she Then she did it like this. And then she said, Holy Spirit, activate, activate. <laughs> and you know, that was the only thing I could do to calm me down, so that's what I did. <laughs> That's what I did. And I felt much better afterwards. I felt so much better. I felt so much better. Church, I'm going to tell you this. I laugh. I love. I live. Because my past was so hurtful. And so damaging. And so painful. And I made up in my mind. I'm not going to let my past define my future. I'm not going to let my past hold me hostage. I'm not going to let my past make me a fugitive. I'm not going to let my past hold me back from being all I can be in God. I'm not going to let my past take the prophecy and the word that has been spoken in and over my life, take me back to a place that I don't want to be bondage. I don't, I don't want to go back there. And you should never want to be back there. So that's why he says, press toward the mark for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's a higher calling. In other words, whatever you settle for, God got something better. Amen. You just got to know where to start. And if it starts today for some of you, that's the place it starts. But never let anything hold you to your past. I am reaching more people now and doing more in Christ now than I ever did before. Why is that? It's because I'm connected with somebody who don't care anything about my past. Amen. When you understand everybody has gone through something, you be like Peter. Simon, Simon. Stand to your feet. Simon, Simon. When thou art converted, go strengthen your brother. See, when you've been the victim and now you become the victor, you know how to go put your arms around somebody who's going through the same thing you're going through and say, if I made it, you can make it too. I came out, you can come out too. We made it through some storms, you can make it too. What the devil meant for evil, God turned it around and make it work for your good. And you're going to rise higher than you ever did before. So the Egyptians you see, 
the bondage, the pain, the hurt, the disappointment, the disgruntledness, the anger, the frustration, the bitterness. You won't see that no more after this prayer. It's going to be gone. After this prayer right now, all that ever been happening and all that have done and everything that happened, what's the date? I don't know what the date is. 20th. Before the 20th, it's gone. It's on you now. <laughs> because after this, you're going to be better. Nothing ever in your past going to even matter. It won't even be a, it'd be a glimpse or a thought in your head. I'm, I'm, I'm so in love right now with, with Christ and this ministry to, to, you know, it's just relish in it. Father, I pray right now. Let us pray. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Through the communion of the Holy Spirit, by the power of God, we have suffered some things in our past. We've been hurt. We've been misunderstood. We've been let down. We woke up in pain. We've been tired. We even found our place self-struggling with forgiving. But God, after today, as of right now, God, this is the now. We're not living in yesterday. We're not living in the old thing, but we're living in the now. So now, Lord, increase our faith. Now, Lord, Increase the anointing and the gift on our Now, Lord, increase our focus, oh Lord. Now, Lord, increase the ability for us to speak into the lives of other people, oh Lord. Now, Lord, increase our prayer life, oh Lord. Increase our focus, oh Lord, in you. Lord, increase us, oh Lord, as parents. Make us better parents. As fathers, make us better fathers. As husbands, make us better husbands. As wives, make us better wives, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord. Increase us the more. Build us a new person. In your name I ask. Amen. There is, and, and, and this, I'm not talking about the Super Bowl, but what I'm talking about is there's a young lady by the name of Mary J. Blige. Y'all heard of her, I think. And I happen to be listening at a song she wrote produce called Good Morning Gorgeous. Some of y'all need to get a mirror and hold it up there and say Good Morning Gorgeous because you're beautiful. You are beautiful and God loves you and he's with you and he's fighting for you but you need to tell yourself God love me. I'm beautiful. I'm gorgeous. And then put on your best suit. Take yourself out to dinner. Amen. Go on a date with yourself. Because you're gorgeous. And your past has nothing to do with who you are right now. So, I'm, I'm opening the altar. Because this is the place of God. If there is somebody that's not saved and know my Jesus, you need him. You need him. Because low self-esteem and, and, and belittling and, and the enemy crippling you, that's because you don't have Jesus. But I'm not going to tell you everything will be all right, but I guarantee you it'll be better. It will be better. It will be the, man, let me tell you, the best thing that ever happened in your life is Jesus. It is Jesus. I'm telling you, that, that it, it, he's, he's awesome. He's bad. I mean, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, he's bad as in good. He'll fight for you. He'll make you feel good. He'll give to you. Jesus love you. Jesus love you. And no matter what your mistakes were, no matter what your failure was, no matter how tired you get, Jesus is there for you. He'll be there for you. He'll be there for you. Jesus will. Jesus is the, is the most awesome thing there ever was. I can't give it to you, but I can sure tell you how good it is. So, is there anybody, anybody, altar, anybody, special prayer, anybody want to come to the Lord? Jesus is here for you. The Lord is here for you. Is that it? I'm going to go ahead and turn it back over to our pastor, lovely man of God.
awesome message for us. Thanks for listening to the St. Mary's Church Podcast. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today or have more questions about following Jesus, we have pastors who want to talk with you. Connect with us at stmaryschurch.net or through social media on Facebook or Instagram. We can't wait to hear what Jesus is doing in you.